All right, we're back in another Sound the Battle Cry and continuing the pre-trib refuted series. This is probably going to be the last um, video on pre-trib for a while. Uh, then I'm going to take a break, talk about some other things, do some other videos, break it up a little bit, and uh, we'll come back to this another time. Um, issues related to it, issues related to dispensationalism, especially, and uh, talk more about eschatology. But I'm, I'm going to be taking a break after this one for sure. But anyways, the topic of today's conversation is a scripture that talks about the hour of temptation. This is one of those proof text scriptures that pre-trippers offer that they say proves a some type of rapture, a preacher of rapture. And uh, of course, it's just this one, you know, one scripture, one verse. And um, taken out of context, and it's made to fit their narrative of a pre-trib rapture instead of actually studying it out to see what it actually means, comparing scripture with scripture, which we're going to do today. So let's read the scripture in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. He sa- Jesus says this, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Sounds like the rapture, right? Nope. Let's not assume anything and let the Bible, let's let the Bible define the Bible. Notice how he says, keep thee. He does not say, take thee out of. And Jesus clarifies here. Okay, so we're going to get that next scripture. But another point I wanted to make before we get to that, is he says, thou hast kept the word of my patience I also will keep thee. So you already get a hint there at what this kept means because he says, you have kept the word of my patience. So what does that mean? Does it mean that you took it out of something? That you you kept it? It And uh, it uses the same word. And then he says, I also will keep thee from. So when he uses the word also, He's saying it's this a similar definition to keep the word of my patience is keep thee from the hour of temptation. And we're really going to drive this home though in the next scripture, okay? Notice how he says keep thee. He does not say take thee out of. Jesus clarifies here. John 17, 15. Take a look at this scripture. I really want you to think about this one. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Now, look at here. Looky here now. This phrase, keep them from, is the same phrase used in Revelation 3.10. Is it a, uh, man, a lot of typos in here. Is it a coincidence that God made it a point to say right before that phrase, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. What does that sound like? That sounds like a pre-trib rapture. And Jesus is praying against a pre-trib rapture. (laughs) It's Jesus praying that they would not be taken out of the world. Because that's not Christianity. To take you out of the world so you escape tribulation, afflictions, and persecutions and and temptations and all this stuff. That's not Christianity. 
is take you out of that so you don't have to suffer that. It's not like being a Catholic monk living in the mountains and you don't have to deal with anyone. No, you got to deal with it. But that thou shouldest keep them from the evil, protect them in the midst of it. And isn't it interesting that he says, thou sh- but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. What did it say in Revelation 3.10? I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Okay, so in John 17, 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. So he says, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but that they stay in the world and you keep them from the evil. Go through it, be around evil, but that you're protected from it. You don't don't, uh, submit to it. You resist that we resist evil, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And he says, keep thee from, just like it says, keep thee from the hour of temptation. Same thing, same thing. And for further confirmation, let's look at the definition of keep. And in the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, keep is defined to mean this, keep, to preserve from falling or from danger. So what, are we, so what is it saying here? To preserve from danger, to protect, to guard, or um, to sustain. To sustain. To preserve from danger, to protect, to guard, to keep from. Jesus would rather have us go through tribulation and use it to grow our faith than to whisk us away so that we learn and gain nothing. Because we're so holy and special. We're the church of the end times. We must be raptured away before the so great tribulation of misery. Such a miserable and awful time. How could we ever go through that? Why would God let us go through that? Why would God beat his bride? In addition to that, it talks about how the hour of temptation will try them that dwell upon the earth. Try them that dwell upon the earth. Didn't we go over a scripture that used this language in reference to saints in the tribulation? Yes, we did in a previous show. We did. And what did it talk about? I think it was in the, yeah, it was in the, in the video that I did about how preachers say there's no church on the earth after revelation four, three or four, whatever. They say, oh, after that, there's no church. But then I show how all the saints and saved people all, all on the earth during the tribulation period. And what did it say about some of these Christians that were on the earth during the tribulation? Well, Daniel 11.35 says this, And some of them of understanding, that would be Christians, shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. To try them. You know, that's language that's used over and over and over again in the Bible. To try them. Trials trying them, um, uh, tribulation, all those types of things, they're all connected together. But it says that some of them of understanding shall fall to try them. What does the New Testament say? What does it tell Christians about trials? Well, let's take a look. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, 
that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So let's think about this. It says, think it not strange. Don't be surprised concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Don't be surprised when you go through trials because that's part of the Christian life. But instead of being surprised and shocked, how could I go through? How would God allow this? Instead, what does it tell you to do? Rejoice. Why? Because you're partakers of Christ's sufferings. He suffered, but you're saying, no, I don't have to go through suffering. Is the servant greater than his master? That's what you're saying. Oh, surely we can't go through all the suffering. It's just too much. Is the servant greater than his master? Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. What did it say in Daniel? To try them. What does it say in Revelation 3.10? Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Well, isn't that interesting? That all throughout the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it talks about Christians being tried to try them, to try them, to try them. But all of a sudden, if you behave and you be a good little boy, then Jesus will take you out so you don't have to be tried. That doesn't make sense at all. That's not consistent with the Bible. You are completely contradicting contradicting the entirety of Scripture for your preacher of rapture teaching. To try them, to try them, to try them. You're saying it's a reward to escape being tried when the Bible says rejoice when you're tried. Explain that, pre-tribbers. Explain that. Rejoice as you're partakers of Christ's sufferings. What does the New Testament tell Christians about temptations? Considering the pre-tribbers tell us we need to be raptured before the hour of temptation. Well, let's look in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and then verse 12. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Now, a couple things to notice here. Isn't it interesting? It talks about temptation here. First of all, it says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So when you tell me the pre-trib rapture is designed, it is because God wants to take you out of the hour of temptation. Why does the Bible tell you count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations? Count it all joy. And then in addition to that, it's tying together the word try again, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them. And what does it say about the hour of temptation? Keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth. Well, looks like right here, it says those that are tried are blessed and we should count it all joy when we're tried. 
So if the hour of temptation is a time when men will be tried, why would we not count it joy to go through it? It doesn't make any sense. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Going through temptation, it says you're blessed. And then for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life. There's a tried and temptation tied together again. So the Bible says you're blessed when you endure temptation. When you go through it, you endure it. You should count it joy and that the trying of your faith worketh patience. It produces good fruit like patience. But the preacher says, no, 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 Nate, you don't understand. The hour of temptation, the tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, it's way worse than regular temptations, regular trials. That's just regular stuff that Christians experience for 2,000 years. What we have is something special. We're the special age of the church, and we can't go through this crazy new level of the hour of temptation and the extra level of the great tribulation. We just can't handle that, and it's not going to help us, and it's not going to be a blessing to us, and it's not going to try us to work patience and grow our faith, and it's not going to do anything for that that for us. It's not going to help us. That's why we need to be out of here. Sorry, we can't go through it because it's not going to help us. That's what you're saying. And it's not biblical, not even in the least. Okay? So, once again, I ask you, please, if you believe in a preacher rapture, that's fine. But don't throw the hour of temptation scripture at me or any of the other videos that I did, the scriptures that I use that you use to use the preacher rapture to prove it. Don't use any of those to try to prove the preacher rapture because every single one of them is not talking about a preacher rapture. If you want to try to find something else, fine. But don't use those. Please don't use those. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day.